0: This episode of Purple Monkey Dishwasher is brought to you by the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network and AB3 Comedy. You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. We'll I'm right Welcome to another episode of Purple Monkey Dishwasher, with your host Al Babcock, and as always, I have a great guest with me, comedian Tom Hills. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, thanks for
1: having me. No, this is uh, it's a great opportunity. I like
0: this. This is awesome. Um, we're gonna be talking a little bit of Marge versus the Monorail, but uh, first, I want to ask you, like, what was your first Simpsons memory?
1: Um, that's a good question. So the thing, I think the 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 one that really stands out is actually when my mom said I couldn't watch The Simpsons. And so, and I remember the episode, the one where Santa's little helper was sick. And what happened was they they cut to being inside the vet. Mm -hmm. And the veterinarian is just trying to resuscitate this hamster with paddles. And couldn't, by golly, couldn't get that that hamster (laughs) resuscitated. He's like, this is always the hardest part. And he takes the hamster and throws Mm -hmm. it in the garbage yeah with like a basketball hoop over it and my mom lost ships. Like, well, you are not watching this show. this is not family friendly and I'm like, okay, so i I had to like hide how much like when I when I watched Simpsons I had to do it when they weren't around or I had to go to friends' places and watch it. so um but it I, I found it funny because it's actually a very family centered show like there's a lot of religion and other things that are really embedded in there that people don't see initially, but it's, it, it, they
0: are big things. It's hilarious. Cause I've just been going through, I think season three, uh, just before I started talking to you. And that was the episode that was on right before. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. That one. And um, yeah, I've noticed now going back, especially um, the second, third, fourth season that are really well written. Um, they are like really about religion, about uh, a lot of certain things that I didn't realize as a kid. Like I just saw the jokes, like the gags as a kid, and yeah. didn't see the writing. And uh, I remember too, like always going to school and being the only kid who was allowed to watch The Simpsons. So I had. Oh, you were the cool kid. Yeah, I had I had older brothers that I lived with and, and an older sister that were always watching it. So I think I was just always there while it was on, and um, I. Would always go and quote the jokes to my friends, but not even know what they really meant. <laughs> but like everyone knew it was funny, though.
1: It, it's it's funny how and they've always said this. I remember watching a a YouTube on uh, kind of a deep dive on the joke structure of old Simpsons, not particularly newer Simpsons, but like Simpsons yeah. seasons two through eleven, and how there's just so many layers to the jokes that like initially as kids you got like kind of that top layer. But as as we get older, I feel there's just there's so many more things in there that we're picking
0: up, and just cultural thing. references and references to literature and stuff that you wouldn't even yeah. know until you learn that. Like it's it's uh, exactly the gags and signs and stuff like that they are always just in the background. Um, yeah. Like sometimes I still watch Simpsons episodes I've seen 20 times, and I catch new little things I never really caught before.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, same here, same here. I. The, uh,
0: this is definitely one of those episodes that's just joke after joke after joke, the monorail episode.
1: It, it's one of my favorites. And it's also, uh, I'd say, Conan O'Brien's best episode. Like, that, he spearheaded this episode. Yeah. And you can see why. Like, it's totally his humor kind of through it. Yeah,
0: it's such, like, uh, the zany humor, whatever you want to describe Conan O'Brien as. It's It's got all of it. Uh, so this episode, Originally aired, it was season four, episode 12, and it was January 14th, 1993 is the original air date. Guests in the episode, Phil Hartman as Lyle Landley and Leonard Nimoy as himself. Um, So what do you like about this episode? Um, Um, what, What sticks out to you mostly? You just said the writing. Obviously, I agree with you too. What's memorable from this episode for you?
1: Um, there are just so many great lines um I, I I feel that the monorail song is actually the best song out of the entire thing. to me it is it it's just so well constructed it 's based off of the uh the music man um, uh, Broadway show from way back when which is something i didn 't even pick up on until later on because I never had never seen it but um Yet again, also I I feel that a bunch of different characters have great lines in there, like um, uh, like uh, Wigham, One of my favorite parts is when Wiggum and uh, the Mayor uh, Quimby go to the to look at the um, town charter and <laughs> just going through it, and it's like, and like Wigham's just like, wow, every year I'm supposed to get a pig and two comely lasses of virtue true, <laughs> and then. How many broads me,
0: like, do I get?
1: Yeah, you <laughs> um, that's good. Uh, the other thing too is I feel Phil Hartman as a guest uh, voice on The Simpsons. He is my favorite. Like yeah. whether he's doing uh, La Landley or like Hutz is probably my favorite. Uh, for yeah, movie. for sure. He's just so good. And obviously he's not in this episode, but um, yeah, Phil Hartman, brilliant, brilliant voice actor, brilliant. I mean, you kind of
0: feel like Hutz is in it because Lyle's just like basically another he's a salesman version of Lionel Hutz instead of a lawyer.
1: Yeah, he definitely is. And he's a bit more kind of a sleaze well, actually Hutz is a sleaze ball, but he's like kind of a, a degenerate sleaze ball, you know. Like one of my favorite Hutz lines is when he's like taking he's babysitting the kids. And just like he wakes up and like, ah, ah, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> oh wait a minute, this isn't the YNCA. <laughs> so yeah. like and that, that sort of thing where it just shows him as this kind of like pretty destitute whereas well Llan is totally a spinster he's totally taking the, the town for, for a ride
0: is, you know what's funny is when I went back and watched this monorail episode two, I kind of forgot about that little part with the power struggle between uh, Quimby and I was Like that could be anyone's ass <laughs> 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 yeah yeah I got dirt on you, Quimby. <laughs> be anyone's ass.
1: <laughs> oh man. So there are just so many good lines. And another thing too.
0: Hmm? So another thing too is this uh episode started off with the Flintstones gag. Yes. Yeah. Like I forgot which episode. Obviously I didn't forget the Flintstones gag, but I didn't know it was the monorail episode. Like that's
1: I I I I forgot that too actually. I I always cause those beginning gags cuz it, it they're just kind of a throwaway, you know. They, they they don't really do anything for the uh the plot or anything for the episode. So yeah, like you, you, it's you always forget when they, yeah. when they are there. Well yeah, no it's a really uh that's a really good gag.
0: And then they had uh, this was another time when they kept um referencing Beverly Hills Cop with the theme song. Yeah, I think it was yeah. season 4 they kept throwing that in there like all the time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it's it, it's little quirks like that as you say where you don't pick up on it until you've like watched it over and over you know these little things well, through
0: seasons exactly especially growing up like i would have been like five when i watched uh simpsons so when i heard that when i went and watched beverly hills cop for the first time when i was probably 13 or 14 i thought like that was the song from the simpsons not like that the Simpsons took that from them. Or whatever.
1: I find too, like, uh, songs like the Beverly Hills Cop song, I, I I actually know them as being Simpsons songs before I know them as being a Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Like, like I see in Beverly Hills Cop or, or what have you, and I'm like, oh, wow, wow. So that's where they, they got yeah. this gag from. This is cool, you know. This is, I, I forgot this is kind of a culturally significant film from this time, you know. Uh, it, it's crazy how... Uh, Simpsons very much shaped our sense of popular culture at that time yeah very much an anchor point for a lot of uh, not even young people just for people in general
0: well yeah it's weird because i didn't i guess i didn't grow up um during like the rise of the Simpsons because like I said this episode came out in 1993. I would have been two years old so yeah. i didn't i didn 't see the monorails the monorail episode till you know probably five or six years later yeah and you know, with a lot of these episodes from season two to nine or two to 12, um, they're still relevant today. Like the ones, uh, the the purple monkey dishwasher episode, like the PTA disbanding still relevant today with like teachers funding and and everything. Like, um, so many of them. Uh,
1: it's, it's amazing how they, they can still resonate. Um, and I, I think that's, that's a testament to good writing uh, in general. Like, I find there's other shows that I feel do not age well, you know, not nearly as well. I'd even say as much as I'm a huge fan of South Park, early South Park has aged horribly, absolutely mm-hmm. horribly. Uh, I feel more, modern South Park, uh, really hit, they, they really hit their stride, um, which is always I always love comparing the two shows in that respect, whereas Simpsons, the golden years were right off the bat. Like, yeah. up to 12, that was that was their heyday, whereas
0: And even okay. episodes that you'd say are controversial, like maybe Homer's phobia, still like, hold up to this day, where the actual narrative of the like, yeah, it's a little offensive how Homer treats uh, like, the gay man Yeah, but but the overall he comes around, he realizes like, he was wrong in the end, right? And he was being stupid so it was a good narrative to tell, really?
1: Oh tr- totally true. And I feel um, and this is a testament to a lot of things nowadays, people can get offended by that episode, but it, Homer and the other guys there represent a huge contingency of people in the United States, and to say, "Oh, turn that off and say, "We, we can't air that. I think that's wrong. You have to look at it subjectively and realize, a, the time it was made, but also B." um they're still trying to say the right message there they're still Mm -hmm. trying to say you know they're not they're not trying to be homophobic as a whole they homer is a character and homer represents uh the flaws of modern society
0: yeah it's very all in the family where like very much so where archie bunker like realizes by the end of it that he's been like wrong and his ways have been like you no know, wrong the whole time
1: totally totally i think uh that's actually that hits the nail on the head very well with the, the all in the family i know people kind of cite that and say oh i shouldn't be on the air or they shouldn't be re- replaying that and it's like no oh, they definitely should and i can't remember the name of the guy who directed and wrote all in the family but that that's what he's going for he was trying to be raw he wasn't trying to sugarcoat things which is something even comparing simpsons to 80s uh, sitcoms that's something like they're trying to challenge they're trying mm-hmm. to in the 80s i remember watching a documentary on this um the 80s sitcom is what simpsons was challenging they wanted to take that throw it in on its head because become it came this this rhetoric that was just too sugar-coated too sweet on the surface and not didn't reflect things well at all It just romanticized and pushed away all the bad things about of the family life and American society, and just really hung on to the this, this purest version. So, yeah. and that's a big thing that both All in the Family, even though it was in the '70s, but particularly The Simpsons really tried to uh, to tackle, and it did, I think, very successfully.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I didn't even realize that Simpsons was one of the first like animation shows that would show like a butt, like a bare butt. Yeah, <laughs> or or say like ass. Or, 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 or uh, like even eat my shorts was like kind of crossing the line. Like when it first came out, like um, totally.
1: Um, yeah. uh, I find like Bart Simpson as a character was really. I think parents were kind of disgusted by him, and was just like, why, why, why is he a hero in the show? And it actually, in the original sh- season, he was meant to be the focal point, not Homer. Was not until I think second or third season where they kind of flipped it. It's like, oh no, Homer is definitely the uh, the anti or I guess like the hero of this this yeah. entire story. Everybody else has their parts, but Homer is definitely the focal point. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, just having this smart aleck kid, you know, and also compare him to say uh, Michael Jake Fox uh, character in Family Ties, who's just this yet again, you know, clean cut, good kid, maybe one episode he'll do something wrong but he's not vocally uh kind of standing up to his parents like Bart does yeah so it's 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 interesting to see that and then how it how that changed and how it evolved it's cool
0: I guess I do see it now that I'm older because I never saw it as a kid like why can't I watch this like I don't see Bart as that bad or whatever um but now I can see like yeah growing up like they portray Bart as this cool kid and then I I could say like I was the kind of kid who went to school and said things that Bart would say or I would say things that I saw in WWF before and like no kids are impressionable so um totally I think I had the like I think I knew enough to know that like what was wrong and when to say it like I don't say it in class I say it at recess kind of thing yeah yeah, but uh, still, yeah, I guess I can kind of see it now. Um, I was going through the monorail episode, and uh, I was just trying to write down a bunch of my favorite quotes from it, and it just got into a huge list. Like, there's just so many. Like, first 1st we'll go with Mr. Snub. Yeah. It, obviously, it burns backwards, which works perfectly.
1: Yeah.
0: And she's like, oh, Mr. Sm- Mr. Snub. Yeah, that'll do
1: i'm from someplace far away oh, yeah
0: far away yeah that'll do yeah and then he just like i don't get how they just uh like zip line out of there like they're batman like i don't was that referencing something do you know
1: yeah that was basically just that but like batman yeah. like yeah. And i'm trying to think i think they were really trying to focus on batman like the um I'm call it the '60s Batman, like the grapple hook he had. I think it was more of yeah. the '60s Batman rather than 1989 Batman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely what they were going for.
0: And then another thing at the meeting uh, that I really like is all in favor of Grandpa Simpson's idea. I love that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was just thinking about that too, because yet again, that also. I, I think people can look at that and say, "Yeah, no, uh, Grandpa Simpson." Taking ownership for the idea. Not that he tried to, it was more so ignoring Marge saying it. Yeah. Yet again, kind of touches on um, the battle between uh, men and women and kind of sex and, and what have you. And oh, oh it's a guy's idea. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, Marge, I, thought, I thought there was a little bit of commentary on that too. Like they weren't really, they were listening to Marge but then as soon as Grandpa said it, they were like, yes, all right, we're yeah. in. All in yeah, favor of Grandpa Simpson's idea <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: and it, it, it's it, it just it's so insane but the it, hilarious it's so good um yeah there's there's a bunch of good quotes in that meeting there, I think uh obviously the entire song is really good,
0: actually, um, one of my favorite quotes is when they leave the meeting and uh. Marge is like, "Well, I still think we should fix Main Street, and he's like, "Well, you should have wrote a song like that guy
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: that's that's totally good um or or when she she says the idea, uh Mary Quimby just says uh talk talk away i'm gonna look at just gonna look at these pornographic playing cards, <laughs> yeah
0: it's like every line is 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 funny, and uh, I like when uh Lyle Lamley goes to the school too. And he's like, can it it outrun The Flash? Yes, it can. Can Superman outrun The Flash? Sure, why not?
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Even when he talked to the teacher, too, where he's just like, you know, yet again, this is kind of a spinster sort of music man sort of thing. just like, oh, my name's Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. Uh,
0: I can't believe that or something like that. Yeah, I can't believe
1: that. It's like, oh, you? And it's just like, oh, my God, that stupid sort of...
0: He even uh, sweet talks Lisa because Lisa hits him with like a, a... a question like an actual question about the monorail and he's like well i could give you an answer but even your teacher wouldn't be smart enough to know like yeah yeah or i forget his actual quote but he like sweet talks her to make her like feel good like he's actually an amazing salesman he's a sleazeball but he's an amazing salesman
1: totally totally i uh he's so good and i um even when like they, they do the uh the, the monorail conductor class uh, at the end of it—it's just like, um, well, you've all been great, but this one person stands out. Yeah, above the rest. And Homer's like, me?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or oh my God, one of my favorites still is uh, when um, Bart's helping Homer study for the quiz. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, monorail, true or false? Mono can, uh, monorails can't give you mono.
0: Yeah.
1: Or can give you mono. And he's just like, uh, false? No, true. No, Dad, you're right
0: the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you really are good at this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I, oh, that's yeah, I you thought get, you were stuck in a go nowhere job. <laughs> that's where you get the Hoju line. Hoju. So good. <laughs> Kids can call you Hoju. yeah.
1: I'll yeah, get yeah. back
0: to you on that. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, it's so, yeah, yet again, chock full. And that's, it, it, that's a good at Simpsons episode, it's just rapid fire like that. Just boom, 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 boom. The jokes Homer, just
0: don't stop. Homer, we have someone here to talk to you. Is it Batman? <laughs> no, it's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like so many just little quotes. There's obviously, there's, I call the big one Bitey. Yeah, is in this episode, or um,
1: or when uh, they have uh, Leonard Nimoy doing the introductory speech, and it's like I can say <laughs> I could do about uh, uh, Mach Four,
0: as comedians, it gets like the funniest response, like just a couple claps, like a couple like ha-ha's in the back, like just like the cheesiest joke to come out there with, right? Like oh
1: yeah, but then even when Quimby is just like. And let me just say, may the force be with you.
0: <laughs> Weren't you one of the little rascals?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite Nimoy lines still has to be when Krusty's like, Krusty wants out. And he's like, no, <laughs> world needs laughter.
0: <laughs> the cosmic ballet goes on. Like, does <laughs> anyone want to switch seats?
1: <laughs> oh, so good. So, so good. Yeah, it's, yet again, like, everybody... <laughs> everyone's got like, the lines Barney I think has one of the lesser lines where he's just like he's helping guide them putting the train on the tracks yeah. and ends up dropping like ends up dropping on the oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever and it was like oh that's not a good sign <laughs> yeah.
0: I like uh, oh I, I forgot one of the big lines in it too is uh, shouldn't have stopped for that haircut
1: yep yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: sorry, <laughs> it's more with you. It's like it's more when he says sorry after he's, he's like, "Shouldn't have stopped for that haircut." Sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I uh, love <laughs> it. just a good cut when he says, uh... "It's like well, what can we do?" And he's like, "You just better have a damn good conductor." <laughs> and then I'll cuss to Homer. It's like, "Ah, oh, I think I left my keys in there." <laughs> yeah. or get a crowbar.
0: I like how. uh... His uniform too. It looks like it's like based off of like uh, like imperial imperial soldier from Star Wars. If you go yeah. back and that's what it looks like. I don't, I, I'm assuming that is a reference, but I'm not sure. They don't just come out and say it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, I actually never noticed. I never really noticed that before. That's
0: yeah, if you a, go back, it looks like one of the soldiers from like Jedi. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll something
1: to look up. Yeah, because that uh, yet again, it's always those little. Little quirks in there that you don't
0: pick up on oh there's uh what's the other quote <laughs> solar power when will people learn yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a, like there's just so many quotes in it the escalator the to end. nowhere
1: yeah 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 the uh, <laughs> giant uh magnifying glass the cash yeah. paper made out of pop, pop, popsicle sticks
0: yeah, uh,
1: I, I love actually the, the elevator nowhere i love it at the end because it just it cuts to black and still hear the you can oh. still
0: here, <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I have some trivia questions based on the Monorail episode. Let's cool. see if you got them. I got like five here. Where did uh, Where did Lyle Landley sell the monorails to before for Springfield?
1: Uh, Brockway, Ogdensville, and North Haberbrook. And by yeah. golly, I put them on the map. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Couldn't have got a better answer for that one. <laughs> Uh, do you remember who the agent was from the Environmental Protection Agency? What his name was?
1: Um, he
0: says it really quick. It's just one name. Like, I'm Agent Blank with the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh,
1: I can't remember. I just remember, like, looks like we have a case of hide the ooze. Yeah, yeah. I can't it's remember.
0: A- it's Agent Malone. Malone. I'm Agent uh, Malone. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what the logo said on uh, on the courthouse? It was a gag on the courthouse. Jeez. Oh, it would normally say liberty and justice for all.
1: It'd be like liberty and justice for some.
0: Yeah. It's liberty and justice for most.
1: Okay. There we yeah.
0: go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the gag. That's uh, what I had. I had to watch it a couple times to just try like scene by scene to just try and catch little things. Like that's what I'm trying to do now. Oh, geez. Because uh, everyone knows, like, the basic plots of the episodes. Oh, no, uh, sure. How, how many barrels could the tree hold? How many barrels of ooze could the tree hold before it turned ten. into an octopus? Uh, <laughs> ten. It's nine. Nine. Oh, yeah. To okay. so hold nine barrels. Where was the monorail itself originally from? Meaning when the when the thing peeled off the side of it. Uh,
1: 1964 World Fair.
0: Yeah. Is that the same World's Fair that Bart like no, he went to the Knoxville World's Fair, was it?
1: Yeah, with like the Wig. Uh, yeah, I
0: remember the Wig episode and he knocks over the Sun Sphere.
1: Yeah, the Sun Sphere, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think that's the same World's Fair. Okay. Yeah, no well, but there's always that bleed over. Uh and that's that's what I love. And I think in a lot of ways, Simpson's really pioneered those kind of like little jokes and episodes. It's like you compare it to say, um the rest of development's a good example of this where they add those little gags yeah. to promote, Like loose seal or things like that. Um and I feel they they kinda got that idea from Simpsons.
0: I feel like Simpsons followed a general plot line, even though they don't age, obviously, followed like a general plot line from seasons two to nine. Yeah. And then from there I still liked seasons nine, ten, and eleven pretty pretty well, but it was yep. still kind of got to more towards like the family guy humor, where it's just kind of like randomness, like gags. Uh, yeah, I lost
1: a little bit of that touch. And I feel, um, I'll send you the link for it. There's a really good epi- a good YouTube video that shows, like, it talks about how The Simpsons changed and what made it change.
0: Yeah.
1: still things, and one, one big thing they, they said was Homer himself. So Homer uh, was his buffoon originally, and but he had hurt. Like, mm-hmm. he had good intentions.
0: He was always there for his kids and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah,
1: like, he had, like, this really good moral compass in a way, even though it was flawed at times. And, uh, and then after season 11 or so, they, they called him, like, kind of – they called it like, uh, insane Homer or whatever, where it's just, like, he has doesn't have that hurt anymore. He's just just crazy – whatever like he's kind of like very
0: two dimensional it was kind of with a, with bart as well because bart used to do things like you know the bleeding gums episode where he buys the uh album for lisa at the end yeah like you know like he used to do things like just like homer where you know he was kind of a dumb kid or whatever but he had heart to him the episode yep. where he kills the the bird yeah and he takes care of the eggs and stuff like that like there's still and I f- I feel like yeah it just kind of went towards like that Family Guy random
1: humor. Yeah, and it really kind of yeah lost a little bit of that touch, and it, it's unfortunate. As I, said, I I haven't really watched too much since. People the guys always back in the episode,
0: people say it's that uh, season nine episode one I think the principal and the balker, yep, that's
1: yep that the one.
0: that was the downfall. But I actually went back and watched that episode, and I I get what people are saying that it kind of just but. It's actually a good episode if you go back and watch it. It's pretty funny. There's a lot of gags in it. I, I, I totally agree. I think
1: when they I say like that... like Principal
0: I, Skinner too. I like him as a character. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that people are like, oh, it messes with the timeline. Well, man, it, it's a cartoon. Like, they don't yeah. age. Yeah. Like, it's so... The fact that it, you know, just went back to normal the next week or whatever is what pisses people off. I mean, it's a cartoon. <laughs>
1: um yeah nice. i i agree where i see where they, they they where they say that's the episode and but i i think it was a great episode um it,
0: if anything it kind of gave a little bit more character development to agnes and i guess armin Tamzarian, like yeah. principal skinner because they kind of connected over that they had the whole deal of oh you've never told him you loved him before like, it was actually kind of like a heartfelt episode. It wasn't just like a shitty episode. Yeah. People were just mad that they kind of rewrote the backstory of the Principal Skinner character. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel, um, for me, I think the, the big Dample is actually, I think probably like season 12 or season 13. Uh-huh. I, can't remember the epi- the, I can't remember the exact season, but the, the episode was, whereas I think there's three different stories going on. Uh, one where Homer's thumb finger gets cut off or whatever. I know what episode then, you're
0: talking about with Lingo. Or whatever.
1: Yeah, Lingo, yeah. 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 That episode, I'm just like, there's no depth to this. This is kind of crappy. And yeah. I think that was the first time where I'm like, I don't think I can stand behind this stuff anymore.
0: Well, it wasn't like um, the 22 short stories or whatever that they did in season six where it was like the Pulp Fiction references and all that. And they had all of them tie in together. It was like they did Lisa's day, and then it started over, and it was Bart's day, and it started over, and yeah, it was kind of annoying. Like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't well crafted, like you said, like the other episode.
1: Yeah, twenty-two short stories. That's such a good episode too. Like I love the Pulp Fiction, just yeah. the when they're in the burger joint. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went to a mcdonald's in shelbyville the other day yeah.
0: i i wish i for, i wish i could remember the line it's like partially gelatinated non-dairy milk, beverage. milk beverages or something
1: yeah. what,
0: what do you call it a shake it's like a shake. shake you don't,
1: don't know, know what, what you're getting, getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man
0: totally good man
1: totally
0: good oh. That's another perfect example of what I was talking about before, where uh, I obviously saw that episode before I saw Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So I so I didn't get any of the references. I just thought it was funny when uh, House came out and hit him with the thing or whatever. I didn't get why they were tied to a chair or like I didn't get it. It.
1: it they've done a few Tarantino uh, gags. Yeah. Do you remember they did the one where it was like an itchy scratchy episode where they're kind of re redoing the, um, uh, the cutting the ear off scene from War oh, yeah. uh, Dogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then Tarantino comes out and he's like viol- uh, what I'm trying to say is like violence is in your breakfast cereals, man. He's like yeah, talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guest like,
1: director, yeah, like,
0: yeah. like, director Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, guest director Quentin Tarantino.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's just so many, just little nuggets, just beautiful nuggets in there that, like I, I look back longingly, and I just I watched like I I watch it on uh, Disney Plus sometimes. and I'm just I don't know how much I love this show. Like what are like
0: before we end it? What are like a couple other episodes? Do you think that would be up there with the Monorail episode for you? Um, for me, I think uh, I really like the Lisa on Ice episode where they play hockey. That's like one of my top five. It's another one. It's just gag after gag. Like it's so funny.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd say uh, the B Sharps. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good one. Um, I know it's a later one, but I, I love his uh, uh, Realty Bites.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's
1: such a good one. Yeah, that's a great Lionel Hutz episode too, where it's just like you know, there's the truth, Marge,
0: <laughs> and the truth. That's another one that's just full of uh, like one-liners. Like, stay off the West Side. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: or, oh, <just>, uh, <laughs> is like uh, that, that? house looks uh, dilapidated. A preserver. Yeah. yeah. Small. I say cozy. That one's on fire. A motivated seller. <laughs>
0: You're on thin ice already, Gil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yet again, that's the I don't know if that's the introduction of Gil. I think it might be one one of the first ones. I it's think
0: it's one of the first times you see him speak. Yeah. He might be like a background character before that, but.
1: That's the other thing they kind of did too, was that when Phil Hartman died, uh, obviously Lionel Hutz uh, kind of went with him. And I think Gil kind of took over some of the role yeah. Hutz had a little bit.
0: Yeah, and then they kind of just had a different salesman where it was like this sad guy instead of this like sleazeball or whatever. Well, I guess Hex yeah, yeah, was a, a lawyer, but you know what I mean. Yep, yep,
1: yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's yeah. Same with uh, losing Troy McClure was the other.
0: Yeah, that sucked too. Yeah,
1: Silverman
0: was. I love the Troy McClure episode where he marries Selma. Yeah, like that's such—it's just a perfect episode where they started getting into episodes about side characters. Like it wasn't just about the family anymore.
1: yeah
0: And uh, like that's where I like Principal Skinner episodes. I love Mo episodes.
1: Oh, Mo episodes are so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, um I'm gonna—I'm gonna actually ask this question that I just thought of now. What do you think is an overrated episode of The Simpsons? Oh, that's a good one. In terms of storytelling, um, who shot Mr. Burns is amazing, but I don't think it's like that funny in any way.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That's definitely
0: but one. It's a two-parter. It was amazing, like, but I I also don't like the storytelling. Like, it, it would have made a lot more sense if Waylon just shot him. Yeah. So I I think that's an overrated episode.
1: The one where Bart gets uh, shoplifting.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And then
1: Christmas episode, and I
0: bone storm.
1: Yeah, bone storm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel that's a little overrated now. I I, I hesitate to say that because it also has one of the most moving moments for Bart in the series.
0: It's one of their better Christmas specials, I'd say, though.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Actually, but yeah. It's it's. I'd say the same thing that I said though. Like it's not that funny, but it's yeah. a good episode. It's a good episode.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have the hits like a lot of other episodes have.
0: Oh, I don't like the one, the Christmas one where Bart burns down the tree.
1: Yeah, it's not a great one either, actually. Yeah, I think that's
0: and I one. remember that one always being replayed when I was a kid. Like that one was always on. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I definitely agree with you there. Um,
0: but even that being said, when I say like these are overrated episodes, I still enjoy them.
1: Oh yeah, there's still good episodes. They're still great, but I feel like if I, you know, I had a gun to my head and say, okay, you know, out of, uh, out of the golden seasons, you know, I would pick, you know, a few episodes.
0: I was trying to watch through later seasons, like I think it was fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, something like that, and I got to an episode where Homer was like went to like a rock camp and he was Kurt Cobain, and and I don't know, I was just like, I'm out. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing that episode. I was just
0: like, oh,
1: man. Like, really? And you, you compare that to, say, when he was Lollapalooza. Yeah. Uh, that's a oh, good episode. Like a awesome movie.
0: episode. <laughs> yeah, another yeah. Like, top one of my favorites, probably.
1: That's a great episode. Yet again, like, there's a lot of star power in there. But it's just smart, like, and it's uh, uh, and also the gags with, like, uh, Peter Gabriel and what have you.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, man. Like Peter
1: Gabriel. Um,
0: Peter Frampton.
1: Peter Frampton, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, uh, I think I'm gonna wrap this up. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Probably name this episode, probably do Tom Hills versus the monorail. Thank you for listening to another episode of Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Follow us online at ab3comedy on all social media platforms and follow the Comedy Here Often podcast network and all the other podcasts available.